0: What's up everybody, welcome back. Thanks for checking out Top Football Club. I'm Alberto, this is the Calcio Review. International break is over. We've got round nine of action in Serie A ready to take place this weekend. And we got some big games like Milan-Juve. Big time match this weekend, that's why I'm rocking the big time kit, okay? We're gonna take a look at all the news in Serie A around the clubs and preview their matches For this weekend's round of action all right but first we of course have to take a look at where we're currently sitting all right so as far as the standings go this is your top 10 in Syria you could see Milan tops the table with 21 points you have Inter right there at 19 points you've got Juventus and Fiorentina at 17 points that's right Fiorentina holding down there Napoli again Even with some commotion, some noise, the fan base a little bit disgruntled. Still right in the thick of things at 14 points. Atalanta at 13. Monza and Frozenone with 12. And Lecce at 12 as well. And then Roma at 11 points. Right at that 10th spot in the table. Things are starting to turn around for them in Rome, alright, so your standings are out of the way, we're going to take a look at who leads the goal scoring race, of course, Capo right now is in Lotaro Martinez' hands, well ahead of everyone at 10 goals, you see Victor Osiman in there at 6 goals, but you're going to want to take it out of your Fanta Calcio lineups this weekend, he is injured, alright, and De Laurentiis had some words to say about international break and injuries, and we'll, talk, we'll take a look at that when we preview Napoli's match, then you see the Domenico Berardi, uh, Nicola Gonzalez, and Romelo Lukaku on five goals apiece, all right? So we get that out of the way. Now it's time to preview the actual matches we are heading into. I'm going to give you my predictions, and we'll hope I can have a better outcome than my week eight round of action for predictions. That was a rough goal, but we're going to kick things off with Verona and Napoli, all right? So Verona have only scored once in their last five games so scoring is a problem for them they are going to run into juventus after napoli here and napoli again a little bit of commotion de Laurentiis coming out and uh well he spoke up saying rudy garcia is our coach right now and he is the coach for my napoli He kind of put uh, rumors to rest saying that these are things people create and it irritates him because it creates more pressure and tension on Rudy Garcia, claiming that he was not looking for a manager and was not looking at Conte. He did speak to Conte's relationship and is saying that, hey, we actually went on vacation together in the Maldives and we remain close. He also states he's still close with a host of other coaches like Carlo Ancelotti, Rafa Benitez, etc., all right. But as far as right now, he says Rudy Garcia is our guy had to speak about Victor Osiman, And this was a little interesting and again, creating a little more concern for Napoli fans in terms of whether or not they're going to be able to keep Victor Osiman because De Laurentiis simply said, look, he goes, I've always been calm around Osiman, and where we stand. We have a contract till 2025. He says it is a little disheartening. When you have an agreement and somebody changes their mind, we shook hands and that's it. If he has a change of mood or change of mind, then there's nothing I can do about it, he said. And he said, don't forget, there's lots of time. His contract is up in 2025. He said, don't forget, I sold Koulibaly right at the last minute. So he's leaving it open saying that uh, kind of implying that Victor Osman has had a change of heart about staying there. So again, very much doubts are rising up in terms of whether or not he will renew and the potential for Victor Osman to be sold is very much there on the table. All right. So still a lot of, Um, just a big, big gray cloud around this Napoli right now, but make one thing for sure. They've got to get the job done this weekend against Verona, but they are going to be without Osiman, who got injured on international duty. De Laurentiis also spoke about this saying that, look, um... How How is it that we have only been reimbursed probably around 3 million in about 5 years worth of international duty sending players there and around 10 players per international break and that is all i have been reimbursed despite suffering injuries in these times. He says essentially if you send a player there and they get injured. They should. The team should be reimbursed for the period of time that those players actually missed, which is not the case. That is not how they get reimbursed. He continues, he would like to see players to a maximum age of 22 years old sent to international duty. That way they get showcased better and it helps them. And then the older players can remain with the clubs that he says it should be the club's decision whether or not these players go. So, hey. Kind of agree on one sense that it would be cool to see the younger guys showcased and whatnot like that, but disagree that it should be the club's choice. I do agree that the club should be reimbursed based on injury, 100%. You're signing a contract, it's your player, and if that's what happens, yes, you should be reimbursed for the time he has missed on his big contracts. And De Laurentiis used Neymar as one of his examples Uh, massive massive contract massive massive fee and everything yeah you should be reimbursed but in terms of making it the club's choice no it's an honor for these players to represent their uh, national countries I, I would not do that all right but you guys know the drill. Let me know what you think in the comments, all right? As far as this game goes, Napoli going to be relying on Raspadori, Simeone, everybody else in attack without Oseman. Osimen has scored, as you saw. He was uh, second in the Capo Canenere, scoring a lot of their goals. These other guys are going to have to pick it up, but I think they'll get enough to get by Verona. I'm going to call Napoli getting the job done 2-1, okay? Now, we move on to Torino and Inter. So, right here... Torino, no wins in their last four, struggling to score goals, and I believe they are going to struggle to score goals here against this Inter side, All right, Inter of course trying to bounce back after the draw to their nemesis there, Uh, Bologna giving them the 2-2 draw there, coming back from a 2-0 deficit, so Inter is going to be hungry to get back into the win column, and I think they will get the job done. As far as Inter goes, uh, Marota had a lot to say about their red. Hot our Capo Cañanera leader Lotaro Martinez saying he is our messi All right, and he had nothing but praise from saying he is still young, he grows with each and every game, he's the most important player to this team. He also said that Inzaghi's inter is the most balanced side in Serie A. And as far as the Scudetto race goes, he says it's gonna be remarkable to get the 20th and we all want the 20th and it's a good mix of pressure uh balance of focus and whatnot and we'll see what happens come season's end as far as this one with torino i expect inter to get the job done to nil okay and again if you're going to put your money on somebody to score it would have to be Lotaro Martinez, all right. But if you're into betting, and we should take it easy around Serie A and betting right now, touchy subject. But if you're into betting, uh, Marcus Teram has a really, really good bet on any time goal score. That would be an interesting one to take, and I would definitely look at it. All right? I'm calling 2-0 for Inter in this one, all right. Might even get a little uglier than that. Now, we get to Sassuolo and Lazio. Spoke about betting there, uh, tipped off of betting at that Marcus Well, we know about the scandal I brought up and uh, obviously Fagioli was the main name there. Fabrizio Corona. This guy is a scumbag but he's the one that's essentially handing out names. When it came to Inter, he said hey, this is my team. You know, I won't say any Inter players' names. Okay. Whatever. Is what it is, but there are leaked audio clips, two leaked audio clips of Fabrizio Corona giving a long list, and he did include interplayer names there. They were mentioned, but one of the players was Casale from Lazio. Casale is actually suing. Fabrizio Corona, all right. And I'm interested to see if the other players in these leaked audio clips are going to be taking legal action as well because their names were mentioned elsewhere from these leaked audio clips that all came from Fabrizio Corona. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see. But Casale of Lazio, all right. Side note to this game, he is pressing charges and suing Fabrizio Corona. We have another player I'll talk about that is also gonna be suing Fabrizio Corona. And Corona is not a stranger to uh, having legal action taken against him by players. The guy's an absolute mutt and scumbag, all right? But uh, as far as this game goes, Lazio Sassuolo, hey, this is gonna be a very, very fun watch, I think. These two teams come into it with the exact same record. Three wins, one draw, four losses. 10 points aside, and Lazio not going to be happy coming off their finish last season, how they've started off this season, and is very, very hit and miss. Same kind of goes for Sassuolo. They got uh, some big wins there in back-to-back matches with Juve and Inter, but they've been, uh, again, very unconvincing and very Jekyll and Hyde. As far as Sarri goes, he is very much uh, under pressure at Lazio to start getting better results all right Lazio has four goals in four away matches they are away to Sassuolo so getting one goal a game you'd have to question if that's going to be enough against Sassuolo because Sassuolo can all of a sudden just go off and score some goals as far as Sass goes at home they have been blanked twice there what do I think is going to go down in this one 2-1 Lazio. I actually think Lazio takes this one against Sassuolo, but I think it's going to be a tight one. I actually think it's going to be a fun watch. That goal score... It could actually be a 3 2 game um, or even like a 3 3 draw. This is going to be a fun watch. I'm calling this one to be one of the really fun ones out of the weekend. Now, we get to Roma and Monza. So, I talked about uh, Casale pressing charges, suing Fabrizio Corona. Zaluski of Roma is also suing Fabrizio Corona for the exact same thing, his name being leaked out there. And now, all of a sudden, people are trying to tie him into the investigations. There's a long list of other players. I'm curious if any of the other players are going going to press charges i think they all should press charges against fabrizio corona if they've had nothing to do and no involvement in the investigation and you would have to think that's a case because right now it's fagioli from juventus Tonali and Zagnolo and Cine has said that is all so far. And if it was going to happen when those guys got uh, interrogated, questioned at uh, Coverciano with the Azzurri squad, you would think the other names that were mentioned that were there would have also been questioned, and they were not. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Zalewski is suing. As far as Roma and Monza go, Roma's turning it around after one of their worst starts, the worst start in their history, worst start in Mourinho's history. I think I've said this last time Mourinho's going to stick around this year i think roma's gonna be all right they're starting to turn around they brought lukaku and lukaku is scoring goals and monza monza's also turning it around all right and they're unbeaten in their last five this is going to be a very very good game i think it's going to be uh very much contested it has the potential for roma to kind of kill um monza depending how good and how clinical they are up front but uh this could be a very very interesting one i'm actually calling this one for a surprise draw and monza finds themselves ahead of roman the standings which is already a surprise there maybe we get a surprise in the match i'm gonna say it's a draw somewhere around 1-1 or 2-2 would bank probably on lukaku getting a goal Uh, for Monza, you might bank on Colpani, and he's starting to draw attention, Juve keeping tabs on Colpani for Monza, but uh, 1-1 draw, I'm going to call in this one, okay, Salernitana and Cagliari, you gotta have a battle of the cellar dwellers to make it an all-around weekend, all right? you got one, a big, big matchup, Milan-Juve, Here we go with the cellar-dweller battle, all right? So both teams, neither teams have won a game, okay? Salernitana or Cagliari, bottom of the table for both of these clubs. And uh, Ranieri is very much in trouble with Cagliari, okay? And I'm going to call... That uh, this is the next coach in Syria to get the sack. And I think it's going to be after this weekend because Inzaghi has come in for Celernitana. And this is probably the best case scenario for a coach that's going to come in to take over a team. He gets to play another winless team, a team that is very much struggling in all aspects on the pitch. And he can do it at home. I'm calling Salernitana for the 2 0 victory because they do generate a good amount of chances, and I think they'll do that against Cagliari, and I think they get the job done 2 0. And unfortunately for Ranieri, I believe he will be the next uh, coach to be sacked after this week's round of games. I'm calling Salernitana 2 0. Now, we get to Bologna and Frosinone. This is going to be a very, very interesting one. It's a difficult one to take a look at and whatnot. Bologna has essentially become the draw specialist, okay? Uh, but they are unbeaten in their last seven, three of their last games, consecutive draws. And I might be mistaken on this one, but I believe all it's nil-nil as well. So they're not necessarily going off scoring or whatnot, but their defense has been formidable, okay? And Frosinone... They attack quite well. Very, very pacey. Sule has been on an absolute tear for Frozenone. However, okay, away from home, they've only scored one goal in three matches. And you're facing a solid, solid defensive side in Bologna. They are going to be at home. I am calling Bologna to get the job done here. 1-0 over Frozenone. I believe it's going to be 1-0. Bologna doesn't score much, but man, they are tough to crack. And I think Frozenone, they're not uh, lighting it up away from home in terms of goals. So I'm going to go with Bologna. 1-0 in this one. Atalanta and Genoa. Atalanta and Genoa. So Genoa's got one win in their last six. Atalanta... We know they're not necessarily the happiest with their start, but they're right there in the thick of things where they always seem to land. Okay. But there are these games and these performances where this is kind of consistently what we've seen year in and year out from Atalanta, right? They have the capability and potential to blow anybody out at any given moment in every single game. But there are a lot of drops, a lot of fumbles, and a lot of stumbling. They lost their last one to Lazio, 3-2. They are going to want to redeem themselves. This is a great opportunity at home to Genoa. Atalanta's got clean sheets in three home matches, and they could potentially get it here. But I'm going to call 3-1 Atalanta victory in this one, getting ready for uh, their match in Europe midweek. as the next one, hey, huge, huge matchup, okay, Milan and Juve. So we know we've got Fajoli banned for Juve's side, okay. So the uh, that scumbag uh, Fabrizio Corona did get it right when it came to Fajoli. Fajoli is banned. He got a 12-month ban, but he essentially worked a plea deal. All right, and part of that plea deal was he paid a fine. He's got five years of going to rehab. And whatnot, and he also worked and cooperated with the prosecution and all of that tied in to bring the band down to seven months okay so it essentially ends his 23 24 season for Juventus Juventus is going to be looking at other players and right now Samardzic is the hot name for January and Juventus uh, the latest rumor suggested Juve was gonna to try to swing a 5 million euro loan and then a purchase price of 18 million euros on on top of that, that would be sweet business. I am all aboard the Samardzic train, all right? And I and from what I'm gathering from Juventini, uh, that is the high majority wanting us to bring in this player. He checks all the boxes off for Juventus. But they're going to have to figure out something until that winter mercado with Fagioli being banned. We know Pogba underwent the uh, doping scandal and everything. So uh, our midfield, midfield depleted what to expect. I know what I've said, and what I've been screaming from the mountaintops for Juventini, and that's scrap the Regista, get into a two-man pivot, play an attacking mid in behind your two forwards, but I also said... I know what to expect with Max Allegri, and it's probably that we're gonna get fed Weston McKenney in the midfield. The early projection for this game has exactly that. Weston McKenney, Locatelli, and Rabio making up your three-man midfield. I do not like a midfield that contains both Rabio and McKenny in there. I think it seriously, seriously lacks the versatility needed. Okay, Wea is gonna resume his position at right wing back, and the rest is gonna be as follows, but there's a lot of question marks around this is Chiesa going to be fit he's heading towards a bench roll in this one but Vlaovic Vlaovic should be in there and that's big for Juventus as far as Milan goes well Magnon, Magnon's not going to be there as he's suspended because of the red card. Giroud set to play in goal. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so uh, the heroics from Giroud won't be taking place. But what's interesting here is that second string goalkeeper, Sportiello, is injured. So it's actually going to be the third string goalkeeper for Milan, Merante, that's in there. Theo Hernandez is also out of this one for Milan. This is a good Good situation for juventus hopefully they can capitalize on it this is going to be a really really good one it's a tough one to call at the san siro milan at home trying to stay top at the table juventus despite finding themselves where they are in the standings and only losing once so far this season has been a lot of unconvincing play from the team so we just don't know how to feel but the optimist in me says Juventus gets the job and squeaks out a very greasy ugly 2-1 victory in this one I'm going 2-1 for my guys right. 2-1 for Juve now we're going to get to Udinese and Lecce so Udinese is the other team there's only three teams without a win this season Udinese is the other side they sold Beto in the summer and their scoring has dipped tremendously all right and uh leche leche is doing well leche is upstart and uh Christovic for them scoring uh four goals in six starts he's provided a much needed spark for them they're doing very very well Udinese, a ton of injuries nobody's getting back quick enough for them I think Lecce squeaks one out here 2-1. Could easily be a draw match, but 2-1. Uh, 2-1 two, one. Two, one, Lecce in this one is what I'm going to go with. Now, we wrap things up on the final game, the final matchup. This is going to be Fiorentina and Empoli. Okay, in the primetime game on Monday. So Fiorentina is looking very, very good. They're looking for their third straight victory. Okay, they're the third highest scoring team in the league. They've got three goals in their last two games. And uh, as far as you look at Empoli on the other side, a little bit of a turnaround, a little bit of something to be happy about before the international break as they got four points in their last three matches. However... They've still only scored one goal. And not just in that span, in the season so far. So they got a draw, and then they've got one win that was 1-0. Baldanzi, the only player to score for Empoli so far. So if you're looking at this, oh, this is tough. And uh, it's just tough sledding for Empoli in this one. Um, You can't score goals, and you've conceded 16 in 8 games I don't like that and you're playing the 3rd highest scoring team and you're away from home Fiorentina in a route in this one. I'm going 3-0, okay? So there's my picks for the weekend. I am going to give them to you um, essentially one more time, and then we'll take a look at the standings, the Capo Cañonere. I've given you your team news around these clubs and games going into the weekend, and I can't wait to hear from all of you in the comment section as to what your predictions are for each match. Let's hear them so that when we get the recap after the action's over, I want to see who beat Berto, okay. So Verona Napoli, I'm going 2-1 victory for Napoli. Inter Torino, I'm going for Inter to win. And sorry, it's Torino Inter as Inter is away from home. 2-0 victory for Inter. We've got Sassuolo and Lazio. I am going Lazio with the 2-1 victory there. Roma and Monza, I'm calling a draw. I'm calling a draw.